up, catch up, Mike and Joe, they're catching up. Catch up, catch up, Mike and Joe, they're catching up. Mike lives in San Francisco, Joe lives in L.A. They talk regular on the phone to hear what each other has to say. Catch up, catch up, Mike and Joe, they're catching up. Catch up, catch up, Mike and Joe, they're catching up. Been friends for ten years and that's the way it's gonna stay. Catch up, catch up, Mike and Joe, they're catching up. Catch up, catch up, and see you podcast.com. See you podcast.com. See you podcast.com. Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike. And hello to everybody listening. I'm Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over a decade, and each week we just call one another and we catch up. Hello. And we we should mention the theme song you just listened to is, um, if you've listened in the past, Joe and I have paid people, or I have paid $5 to a few different artists to record quick theme songs for us. One of them, uh, a woman in Jamaica, was giving me a hard time, and she finally delivered. So we used that as our theme song this week. I liked it. It's funny. <laughs> I know it is. It really, it's so because you don't you don't really think of an accent when you think of our show. So to hear like some sort of like tropical, like would you ever think of our show like a tropical sort of like rhythm? <laughs> I should respond and say like, why were there no harmonies or backup music? <laughs> You should respond in harmonies. <laughs> How are you? What's going on? I'm doing well. You know, I've been I actually I've been meaning to ask you privately, but I might as well ask you on the air. How is your uh weight loss? Oh, I hate uh, goal Joey. Becoming? I'm glad you brought that up. Two things. First of all, um I went to a diner again for breakfast this morning. Steve slept over last night and it's become a thing. I yeah. after the diner, it's changed yeah. because I have since exercised, but I woke up and had this huge uh, calorie meal, mm-hmm. and I had nine calories left for the day after <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> so, uh, but here's what's funny: I, I I have to give it to you though, because sometimes, and I don't know why I do this; it makes no sense. I play this game with my fitness pal where I'm like, "Hmm," because you know, when it's a diner, you have to like type in the food and then choose one that matches closely to what you ate, right? Right. right. So it'll be like ham steak. Uh, let's say six ounces, right? And be like, okay, well, that one, oh, the Costco ham steak is like 800 calories, right? <laughs> oh, but the one here at this random place called Ricky Rob's in Texas, that one's only 500. That's yeah. the one I had. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now I have 300 extra calories. I estimated, well, the diner we went to actually was showing up in my fitness pal. So that kind of oh. threw my corned beef and hash. off because it was like actually there but um also i've noticed you're one of the people but i've been getting cheered because um i have this fitbit scale that every time i step on it my weight sinks to the my fitness pal Mm -hmm. so every time i weigh in i weigh myself almost every morning after i Mm -hmm. evacuate my body in the bathroom Mm -hmm. um it's part of my routine and my fitness pal will update all of my friends if there's a negative, uh, if my if I've lost any pounds, it'll yeah. update you guys. Yeah. But it never tells you when I gain no. pounds. No, so like, it doesn't. 
to some people it looks like I've lost like 50 pounds because every yeah. day I'm like gain one, lose one, gain yeah. two, lose one, gain yeah. three, lose one. So like I'm actually at the exact same weight pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but it's like plus minus plus minus. So, uh, but it's good. How are, how are you doing with all of that? I'm actually very frustrated because, you know, uh, I think I talked about this in the last show, but I had a scheduled like little um, hiatus from like hardcore losing weight uh, scheduled for the last week of uh, 2014. And I scheduled it. I knew I was going to do it. And I think, you know, what? it wasn't that I was like, oh, I'm going to go crazy and eat pizza for breakfast and pizza for lunch and, you know, like anything like that. But it was more like I want to be able to have beers if I want to or, you know, just not think about it, but still sort of like mentally track what I'm doing. And so obviously I – when I weighed myself again right after the holiday, I was like two pounds heavier, right? But I'm all this is not real. This is like salt and stuff like that. Yeah. And so two those pounds two pounds isn't that bad. Yeah. Then like those, you didn't those, you didn't really gain then. No, no. And those two pounds came off right away. Yeah. This is like January fifth, boom, gone January sixth, right? Yeah. Ever since then, I've pretty much just stayed the same. Mm. And I've been going hardcore, going to the gym, going to this new gym. You'll not, catch not up new gym, to it though. Like, the new classes, yeah. the harder stuff. Yeah. It'll so, it'll like, work out. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm not discouraged. I'm like, ugh, I really am paying the price for this goddamn but hiatus. It, it is really kind of hard to keep at it when you're not seeing changes. Like yeah. you want to see something change. And I get yeah. that. My, and then I feel like a fraud with people who haven't seen me. And they're like, oh, my God, you look so different. And I'm like, I've been the same way for three weeks. <laughs> and they're like, oh. <laughs> you're doing good. Um uh oh that's not my story oh were you gonna move on to your story you can do your story first well joey um we kind of texted about this a little bit already you know that two of my roommates alex and ricardo are they have babies growing in the belly of a surrogate mother in la Mm-hmm. actually in west covina you know that kind of area oh it's right by my parents house yeah yeah, yeah. so um they have these two babies growing in the surrogate the twin mm-hmm. they're twins um the they implanted two eggs and they both took and the twins are due at the beginning of April. Yeah. And so Saturday night this past weekend, Alex is here. He has friends over. Uh, Ricardo is still in Hong Kong until tonight. Mm -hmm. Actually, he's actually on a plane as we speak on his way back from Hong Kong. And Mm -hmm. Alex and his friends are drinking and getting high in the backyard and being kind of just like having can I ask fun you a on question? Friday. Yeah, and I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can talk about this on the show, but does he hook up with the other roommate while Ricardo's gone? No, that kind of hasn't been happening at all. I don't think. No. Oh, even before they left for Hong yeah, Kong. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much over for okay. some reason. I I just don't get that feeling anymore. But all right. Um. So Alex and his friends are drinking, having a good time, whatever. Steve uh, is here, like I just told you, and mm-hmm. so we see them. We talk a little bit, and then we end up going to bed around midnight. And they are still going hard in the backyard. Mm-hmm. and Which is the name of my uh, new uh, reality show from uh, Spike TV. Hard in the Backyard? Yeah. What do you guys do on that show? It's just like uh, Redneck Wrestling. Mm. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. It's going hard in the next, like, uh, It's sponsored by um, Bud Light. Oh, I was going to – I thought Mike's Hard Lemonade had something to do with that. You know, we tried to get them, but they have too many rules. It's too classy for a show like that. Yeah, they they're no no yeah they can't do that. But yeah, Sp- watch for it on Spike TV. Going hard in the backyard. Coming to your TV sh- uh, channels. 
September 2015. Go ahead. So when I wake up in the morning, Alex has texted me, and the text said something like, would you be able to drive me to the airport around 10 a.m.? It's an emergency. And I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Joey, it turns out that around 3 a.m., Alex, who is drunk and high, got a text message from the surrogate. Mm-hmm. And the text said, I'm like five inches dilated, getting admitted to the hospital right now. And yeah. then there was like radio silence. So this is the babies are three months early coming mm-hmm. out. So he's like freaking out high at high as a kite, but also like just freaking this, out. Are you sure you're not the father of these babies? I'm pretty sure. Why? Well, they showed up three months early. Uh, they already went back with, with some other parents who showed up. Because Alex wasn't there in time. They they were nervous. Yeah. They didn't know if Alex was going to. They were shushing the other babies in the nursery. They were, yeah. <laughs> Some of the, yeah, the people applauded when they came out of the womb and they were really upset. <laughs> so um, the mother sent that text and then there's radio silence. And mm-hmm. he's freaking out because he's thinking like three months early, the one, one or more of these babies could be dead when they come out. Or, oh, he, keep, he, keep, he keeps it positive. Cup half full. Joe, well, Joe, three months early, that's like serious, right? Mm-hmm. Twins always come early, by the way, but three oh, months. Yeah. Not in my experience. Wait. I think it's... That's disgusting. <laughs> I think three months. Would you was... ever have sex with Filipino twins? No, at the same time? Yeah. No, I think that's weird. Uh, it I wasn't weird for would... Jack Tripper on Three's Company. He had sex with Filipinos? No, with tw- no, or was it Larry? Remember Larry that would be like, oh, I have a date with, you know, the Donatello twins. Why? I think sibling sex is gross a little bit. Well, it, this is how I feel. It's gross between me and my sibling. Ew. But watching two other siblings? Sure. Great. No, there's something weird about that to me, watching two mm. siblings doing it. Not to me. So Alex is freaking out. Um, and... The surrogate obviously has other things to do than sit and text with Alex, so she's not. The problem she's just is that the, 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 it's hard to find porn where the siblings are actually into it. It looks like there's a gun to their heads, and they're grossed out. Yeah, but I think that uh, sibling sex where they are into it—that's gross to me too. You're like, mm. oh, he's enjoying fucking his brother. Mm. That's weird. It's weird, okay. Joey. It's like more complicated. I could see myself maybe. No, I can see my mm, – okay, I have enjoyed a porn where it's two guys and they're like brother love or whatever and you know they're not brothers. Yeah. Something like that is okay to me. Yeah. But when like you know that they are actually brothers, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Mm-hmm. So Alex is drunk and high. Three. That's one of my favorite twin porn videos, by the way, heebie-jeebies. Oh. One of the brothers named Hebe and the other one's name is Jeebies. And my favorite porn is Alex is drunk and high. That's weird. Oh, yeah. Tell me but, about it. So Alex is drunk and high. He um, buys a plane ticket for himself and for their lawyer to go down to L.A. And he continues to freak out all night. But, like, he's sitting here alone. Nobody is answering their phone at 3 a.m. He's drunk and high. And he has babies, right? Mm-hmm. And But n- let me pause for a second to say that I don't Typical think. Typical Mexican. I don't think a lot of people are <laughs> re- ready for babies. I just don't mm-hmm. think, like, you can ever be ready. Like, if you wait until you're absolutely ready, you'll never have babies, right? But I think that this demonstrated his readiness, though. He's, like, in the backyard around the fire pit, drunk and high, and 
thrown off when like these babies just come right so um long story short mm, too late that's not an original <laughs> joke it's like <laughs> long story short though he uh went to la he's there now ricardo mm-hmm. comes back from china today. oh does he want to go to the magic castle he has some other things to do, I think. But oh, really? Yeah. Um, but also, I, I started thinking this weekend I might start looking for another place. I'm not sure how this whole baby thing is. It sounds pan like you out. have a pretty sweet deal, though. I do have a really good deal, but if the let me ask you this, I don't know how your house is. If the baby cries, will you be able to hear it? Chances are no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, the do you guys have an extra room, by the way? No. Oh. There's a plan that I'm not – I don't feel comfortable talking about yet. <laughs> I think there's a plan to get rid of somebody. But um, <gasps> Oh, look, does his name rhyme with Rario? Rope? No. <laughs> no. Um, it's the one that's no longer putting out. <laughs> oh, that's how it goes, man. <laughs> yep. That's how it goes. You can't give it and then take it away. No. Yeah. Well, even – look, he may not have even taken it away. They may have just like, okay, we're done with that one. He must go. Right. Yeah, well, we're that's, we're that's parents now. We're parents yep. now. We don't need exactly. to live with a trick. So yep. that um, kind of makes me think that I might want to look for another place. But I'm also I can see them potentially moving out and renting somewhere, and then renting this place out. And if that were the case, I would love to stay here and like manage the house, like move into the master bedroom and do that thing. So it's just a lot of change that happened a couple months what if i moved to the we... bay area and lived in the other room and we lived together and we still did this on skype <laughs> and we still couldn't schedule a time <laughs> okay and we it. and we still only talked on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> and i still tell stories about my awful roommates <laughs> yeah yeah you're like oh there's this one guy let me all he makes is tacos meat. every night and stinks yeah. up the kitchen. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm the only one making tacos. What's happening with you? Anything exciting to talk about? Any water heater repairs you need to discuss? <laughs> Close. So, so what, I, what I was talking about was, you know, so I'm, I'm you know, when you're on a diet, uh, not only do you watch what you eat, but almost like your meal times become very, like, precious. Yeah. You know? And so, Based like, on you, the novel Push by Sapphire? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's actually what I call the diet. And uh, so, like, I was about to make lunch. I was going to try this new chicken recipe. I was going to grill it on my grill. And I had just, and I had already bought propane and I made some different chicken than the day before, right? So, the day before, I made some chicken, one chicken recipe, okay? And I came inside and I ate it. Next, I'm like, oh, I'm going to try this new one. Like, I was totally prepped and everything. I go to turn the grill on. The flames already on, <gasps> and le- I realize I left, left it, it on, on the whole time for twenty four hours. Yeah, wait, it's an outside grill. Yeah, like a barbecue grill. Yeah, okay. And I look at the propane tank, and it's like the the no- the <laughs> nozzle's like pretty much like it's gonna die any second. Y- you right? you owe it propane, like you're yeah. in the negative somehow. <laughs> Creditors start calling me. <laughs> you know, uh, you owe us yeah. propane. Yeah. Um, You've gone into overdraft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they charge me thirty-five propane tanks a day. This is getting really complicated. Anyway, the point is, I'm like, Ugh, well, you know what? I deserve it because I left it on. So yeah, you know, 
I can't blame anybody but me. So I schlep. I take the propane tank out. Yeah. Which, oh, just so you know, I hate getting propane. I, hate I think it. there should be a service where they like you can. There might already be, but like you just call and they show up and they'll install it even. Well, it's not hard to install. Yeah, but it's but, just a bitch, and it's always dirty, and there's spiders, and it's just not fun down there. Well, here's the thing. Because it's cheaper, I don't even swap it out. I don't even do, like, that blue rhino. I go and get it filled at a gas station. Okay. And only a few gas stations now do it. In fact, the only one by me is this one where I have no idea why the guy's doing this. His gas is the most expensive gas I've ever seen. Like, every gas station around him is about a dollar less per gallon. Right? Yeah. And so there's nobody ever there buying gas. I think people just go there and get their car fixed and they get propane. Right? So I show up and uh, there's a guy, like a middle-aged man who works there. And I go, yeah, I need propane. And he goes, okay. He goes, I'll be right out there in a second. Yeah. I already got your credit card numbers from the uh, (laughs) Middle Eastern Deli. Yeah. Oh, Joe. (laughs) Hey, listen, we had a problem. We tried to get $1,300 in rooms at the residence inn. It didn't work. So wait, was um, yours a residence in? Yeah. Do you know mine was a hotel? No. Okay, go on. We'll uh, we'll we'll come back to this. Yeah. So he goes in, and I don't know if you've ever gotten propane filled at a gas station, but there's like a whole process where they like screw in the hose and they flip the switch, and it takes like I would say two minutes while it fills up, you know. But then there's also a process to unscrew it. As it's filling up, this young guy walks in. To like the convenience store part of it. He, this, is the, this is the only guy working, right? He goes, oh, excuse me. I'm going to go deal with this like guy. He's probably in his early 20s, maybe like Latino or Middle Eastern. I can't tell. All of a sudden, I'm, st- I'm waiting. The, the tank is full, right? Full. Yeah. You just haven't paid for it? Haven't paid for it. And, yeah, because we'll see how, much, how, many, how many gallons it was. And he has to unscrew. Like I can't even unscrew it. Like it like shoots this white smoke out. It's really, really bizarre. So I'm sitting there waiting, and I'm starving, by the way. Waiting, waiting. And finally, I'm like, I'm going to go. Because then the middle, the young man, the, we'll call him Latino, just like kind of like scurries out really fast and gets in his car and takes off. And I go in there, and the guy that was helping me is on the phone, like frantically yelling in his native language, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Let's assume Arabic. I'm all like, um, yeah, hi, excuse me, my producer. I'm like, oh, the guy just tried to rob me. He just tried to rob oh, me. I'm, call- oh, I'm calling. I'm calling the police. And I was like, fuck, right? Yeah. So now he hangs all up, you know, wanted was chicken breast. Yeah. And <laughs> this is what I get for leaving the goddamn tank on, right? Yeah. So now I'm all like, so then he hangs up. He's like, oh, I need to call the owner and tell him. I'm all like, yeah. Do you think you can? unscrew my propane tank before you go and he goes i didn't i was like oh um okay well i guess he goes oh your propane tank so he goes and he unscrews it this white smoke comes out and now i'm thinking like because then the police start showing up right no you're gonna have to stay forever because he He saw the guy no no i actually really i don't know why they never asked me so i go oh uh i was thinking oh maybe i'm gonna get it for free because he's gonna deal with it right And it's like a few bucks, you said, right? <laughs> no, it was like 15 bucks, okay. right? So then I go, okay, well, I mean, the police are here. Oh, yeah, yeah, just come in real fast. I'll ring you up. Hmm. And so then the police are there, and uh, he actually rang me up before he talked to them. They were like um, – he was like, kind of talking to them while he rang me up, but I was like, oh. But I was just like, oh, of course. Of course there's a bank robbery. 
I mean, I'm a gas station robbery while I'm just trying to buy propane, you know. But I wanted to, I'm going to be honest with you. As I was driving away, I was like, oh, thank God I have a story for the show tomorrow. <laughs> I I'm hate that that's, that's actually a thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like, going to lie. I was like, oh, thank God. I was worried. Well, we do do stories, you and I. We don't do like... Mm, and then I did a little bit of this at work, and then a little bit of this, and like we mm-hmm. tell like this happened, one thing, that's it. Yeah. Um. So I understand what you're saying. I'm excited when something happens. Um, yeah. What else is going on with you? What any news from the Bay Area? Well, not I have, news, but just like personal. Yeah, stuff. I have a story. Um, I've I've done some work with a WordPress developer at my job. Mm-hmm. And about two years ago, I met him. He's a friend of a friend. He does exactly what I was looking for at the time. And um, so he came in. We did some work together, whatever. He's cheap. He's fast. He's reliable. All is good. His name is Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, all is, is good. Is he hot? N- no. He's probably uh-huh. um, like, no, he has this like San Francisco look about him. He rides a bike everywhere. I know what you were going to say. And he's like, a, oh, be he's careful. A, always wearing a beanie. <laughs> Uh huh. Um, he has a bird. No. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that. Um, he he just isn't. He just looks dirty all the time. It's kind yeah. of like a San Francisco hipster sort of look. That sounds hot. No, it's not hot though either. He kind of. I can't even think of like somebody he looks like, but remember, I thought that remember that roommate that you had that I thought was hot that yeah. played the porn too loud. So. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. Oh, he and like he that? was dirty. No, different. This guy's like hip, hipper than him. Because in my head, yes, they're dirty in theory, but they're not really dirty. But they probably are just really dirty. Well, he rides a bike everywhere and like, um, not that that makes you dirty, but like he just always looks like he has like a fresh layer of sweat on him. I've never Ooh, seen him What are you talking that. about? Ugh. That sounds hot. He's not hot. Okay. In your head, he could be hot. Whatever. All right. He's also just like socially awkward, which we'll get to. So mm-hmm. um, I've continued to call him up throughout time when I needed him in the past couple of years. I'd say about three or four times in the two years I've had this job. I've called him to do some work. Um, he's really reliable, really fast. He invoices. I haven't even seen him in a couple of years. We do everything virtually. I just email him a job and he does it real fa- fast. It's good. Right. So I started seeing Jason on the street, like riding a bike all mm-hmm. the time, like once mm-hmm. a week, Joey. I would see him pass me on a bike or we would be going the same direction. It just started happening so much. And a couple of times, at least twice, he's like walking his bike on the sidewalk toward me, like right at me. And he doesn't acknowledge that he knows me, but he like looks at me. So I'm like, oh, this is weird because I know him. But maybe he just doesn't remember what I look like. It's not a big deal, right? Yes. So, and we still continue to work together. I've seen him on the street, and then I've emailed him, like, the same day, and I don't acknowledge that I've seen him. Because I think it's, now at this point, it's a little bit weird that I keep seeing him and not saying anything. So, cut to today. I have this big job that's coming up. Cut to last week, actually. And I email him. I tell him about this big job. Um, I tell him he'd be great for it and it's bigger than anything we've ever done before and he needs to send me an estimate, okay? And by the way, I had about like $10,000 budgeted for the work that he was going to do. It's a big Mm -hmm. job, right? Sure. And he replied and he said he could do it for $500. (laughs) What an idiot. So on one, but he doesn't know my budget, but on one hand, 
I'm like, that sounds great. Like, think of the money I'll save. But on the other hand, I'm thinking, like, he either A, doesn't understand the scope. I didn't explain it properly. Or yeah. B, B he, he's going to do it for 500 And then at the end, when I'm asking him questions and asking him to do more than he thinks he's getting paid for, he's going to get annoyed. Yeah. And it's going to be awkward. So I want him to charge more. So we did this, like, awkward song and dance where I'm like, this is a really time-consuming job. Does the mm-hmm. quote you send me take into account this and this and that? Yeah. You know what I mean? And That's I eventually – I talk him up to $5,000. Okay. Which is just strange that I had to, like, negotiate for him to charge more. Mm-hmm. But we're about to launch a project, and we have this face-to-face meeting with all the contractors that are working on the project. So this past Tuesday, he comes to my office. Mm-hmm. And when he gets there, he's like – he had he was locking his bike up and another contractor was there and we're having this conversation about bikes and he says that he bikes everywhere and I ask him where he lives and he tells me his cross streets and they mm-hmm. are my cross streets exactly <gasps> like he lives like in the exact same block that I live on mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I live right there and he says oh that's probably why I see you all the time oh and I'm like what you like <laughs> you don't say hi to me like I didn't say that but I'm like you don't talk to me. I thought that you weren't recognizing me, but you are saying you recognize me. Isn't that? And what is he? Weird? Did you ask him that? No, I was like, oh yeah, we live like on the same block. That's so weird. Yeah, but you're also confirming the reason he doesn't say anything. It's probably like this guy doesn't recognize me. I'm not going to embarrass myself, you know? Because I know people with social awkwardness, and that's how they think. They think. This guy doesn't know who I am. He's like a big famous podcaster <laughs> and diabetes celebrity. No, but Joey, I feel like the same way. I'm saying that to him. Like he doesn't recognize me. So we just both have been like not recognizing each other and not saying hi to each other. But then I thought it was weird that if that's the case, if he thought if he knew he saw me but he didn't want to like say hi. I thought it was weird that when we're face-to-face in this meeting, he's like, oh, yeah, that's why we see each other all the time. I'm like, wait, you do see me? I don't know. It's really weird. But since then, what's funny is since then, I've seen him twice. One, he was walking with his girlfriend or walking with a girl. Oh, he's straight? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, Um, boring. He's walking with his girl. and Well, I think it's his girlfriend. I'm pretty sure he's straight, though. But he's walking. I was like, oh, hello. And then it was like awkward. Like, should I stop and talk? But I didn't want to. And yeah. then the second time I'm walking with Steve and he's uh, uh, this guy, Jason's riding his bike towards us. Mm-hmm. And so I yelled like, hi, Jason. And it was like awkward. And he didn't see us in time. But he like knew someone yelled his name. It's so weird. By I the th- way, this is a good transition here. The other day, you and I spoke on the phone. Okay. We had a, a phone conversation. And then I started talking about something. You're like, it was literally like you were like, I was like, yeah. And so then I was really depressed about beep. Oh, I got to take this phone call, Joey. Bye. No. He so did not have to take any phone call. This is such a lie. What day was that? Was somebody coming over or something? I remember it wasn't that awkward, Joe. And I was like, okay, see you later. And then that's not yesterday. True. We basically it, we were basically saying goodbye for twenty minutes, and then we would remember one more thing, and then one more thing, and then that phone call happened for or I forget was it a phone call or was somebody here or something? I think it was, someone, it was a phone call. Oh, I gotta take this call, Joe. I was like, oh okay. Meanwhile, yesterday was it yesterday? 
Oh, was it the same day where you said, "Oh yeah, Steve is coming over later." I'm like, "Oh, I want to. I've, ne- I've never spoken to Steve or met Steve," and you're like, "Uh huh." And then I uh, text you later, like, "Say hi to Steve," and you're like, "Why did you say that?" Oh no, that was confusing because in the text message, we can't get into what we were talking about, but I made a reference that or a metaphor that you thought was confusing, and you said that metaphor is that's either a metaphor and really deep. Or you sent the text message to the wrong person. Do you remember mm-hmm. this? Yeah. And so then you said, say hi to Steve. So I thought you were saying, like, I was. I meant to send that message to Steve. Oh, no. What I thought you meant, because I think we can even, the, the metaphor is so conf- not so vague. We can't even tell what the metaphor was. You wrote, I'm going to pull it up right now. Mike Lawson here. It's right here. I got it. Uh, okay. Uh, you don't want to change too much. He already did a walkthrough, and he wants to rent the place, right? Yeah. And so, uh, I and you said I thought, that's either really deep or a text to the wrong person. Well, it's obviously really deep because I could have sworn on the Trello you said you guys were looking for a new roommate. So I figured it was like, oh, you meant to send it to like Ricardo or something. Oh, got you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Anyway, last night I went to a dinner party at the home of my friend or my friends, Chris and Mercedes. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I like having dinner at their place. It's just like a night. We haven't seen them in a week or two. So I was like, we're just going to catch up, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, do you mind if our neighbors come over? Mike, I've met these neighbors before. I should be careful because she asked. The podcast came up and she was asking the name. But I'm going to I'm gonna really take a gamble here and say she's never going to download this podcast just based on their personalities. Because, for instance, the there's a, there was this woman named... Um, we're going to call her uh, Brittany. Okay. Spears. Yeah. And Brittany was like, um, oh, Joe, my God, I haven't seen you in so long. How's your love life? And I go, well, you know, you know, I just got a cat. And I was just like, Ugh. like any question she would ask me before I could even answer. She was already going on. I hate that. Thing. I hate that. It's just like doing a show with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Only I can do that, Brittany. Yeah. Right? And so, so, Mike, how's uh, San Francisco? Oh, that happens in L.A. all the time. Let me talk about it. <laughs> For 30 minutes. <laughs> and somehow Richard and Adam Vaught are somehow thrown in the mix. Anyway, uh, but that's not it. I mean, they're just – I don't want to get too into it, but it was just – it became a very show businessy night. And like, and what I mean is like the actual business of show. She works on the um, show business side of things. And so, it was, it, so it's not particularly interesting. It's not like, oh, did you hear that Tom Hanks did – no, it's more like um, the numbers don't qualify. Like, like it would be for any corporate meeting. It was like being at a meeting with uh, people who sell shoes, you know. And so I was just like, ugh. And so I was – Shoe business. Yeah. <laughs> so Mercedes and I have this little joke that we've had since high school where whenever we're in that sort of awkward situation, and my brother and his wife do it too, we make like this weird face. It's really hard to explain where our mouths are open and then we just kind of look to the side. I know the right? look. Yeah. yeah. And the joke of it is to do it and have the other person catch you doing it and laugh because they're not expecting to see it, right? So Mercedes was dealing with her kids. And so while 
um, Brittany and her husband and Chris are talking. And I'm like, oh, yeah, boring stuff, right? I'm making the face. I'm because I'm sitting opposite Mercedes, and I'm literally making the like, the grossest, worst face. And then I notice she's not laughing. So I look and I move my eyes to look at her, and I see Chris staring at me. <laughs> He totally caught me making the face. It was super, super embarrassing. So anyway, it comes to the end of the night, and uh, Brittany and her husband are about to leave. And the husband goes, okay, we're about to leave, but Mercedes, uh, we really want to show you this video. Uh, it's going to make you cry. And she's like, okay. And so I went to the other room. I was playing Subway Surfers, right? And he plays this video. I just hear, like, sad piano music, right? And Brittany's like, oh, don't play that. It's going to make me cry. I'm going to leave the room because I can't look at that. He's like, get over here. Watch this video. Come on. And so this is a lot of hemming and hawing. She goes over there. So I was thinking, oh, I must be sad. You know, who knows? But she'll tear up, right? Okay, whatever. Um, She's like sobbing. No, what was it? Oh, it's Mike, it's so dumb. Some dude took a picture of his daughter every week for like 20 years. <laughs> Uh-huh. I know the video. It's not 20 years though, but yeah, it's like maybe they, 14. They said 20. I was I wasn't listening. Okay. I mean, I was listening, but I didn't see the video. I know what you're talking about. And it has like this like do 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 that use that piano music that's in everything now, right? Mm-hmm. And sobbing uncontrollably. Had to go to the kitchen. People had to comfort her. Right? She's wailing like I mean, she's seen this video before. She knew it was coming. Yeah. But, Mike, what happens in this video that she's like this? Nothing. She just takes a picture. It's just pictures. Like, st- like she just grows up. <laughs> I don't know. So and so then they left, and then I left soon afterwards. But I was just like, I, I was texting somebody. Like, I'm in a house full of crazy people. The, the reaction is almost like two girls, one cup. Like, your imagination of what that video is, is like, it's so sad. Because you didn't see it, you only saw reactions. By the way, and I want anybody with knowledge of this, come go on. Because that Two Girls, One one Cup came up. But I'll tell you why. So I've never seen the actual Two Girls, One Cup. I've only watched reaction videos. So in my head, it's like the most disgusting thing ever. But I bet you it's not that bad. Well, we'll have to film you watching it. But, you know, (laughs) one of the topics that came up during conversation was that... um, Drag queens. Um, now, now I'm not a drag queen. I don't know if you know, didn't know that, right? But also, I don't know that. What I know about drag queens, I learned from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I've heard them say on, on RuPaul's Drag Race that when they tuck, what that means is you take your testicles and there's some sort of cavity in your body and you put those, t- those the testicles up that cavity so that your scrotum's empty and then you pull the skin back. I don't I was insisting this was true. And they were Mercedes and Brittany were fighting with me about this. I thought you just pulled it back and taped it. I could have sworn that they said that they actually there's like these weird little cavities in your body which even I'm talking about it makes me me hurt, right? Yeah. And then that just leaves sort of Do you of like know the... when like something is like gross and your mouth waters and it's not like you're you want to eat it. That's what happened to me right now. Like it Wait, gives what? me. Don't you ever like hear of something like gross and it like, it's almost like a vomit. You know when you're about to vomit, how your mouth waters a little bit. Yeah. That just happened to me when you were talking about it. 
Anyway, if anybody, I'm going to come back to this, but if anybody knows anything about this, could they please contact the show? We don't have to talk about it in the air, but yes, please contact the show. And if you have okay. photos, like you can mail photos of yourself. Well, that's how it came up. That's how the two girls one cup came up is Willem made a video about it, but they censored it. And the, and the uncensored is on Xtube, so I should go look at that. Anyway, I want to go back to what you said. I have this friend. We've talked to her about her a little bit on the show. I should hang out with her more because she'd be great material for the show. But my friend, comedian Lori Roggenkamp. Mm-hmm. And she's just a, a general crazy person. And w- we were hanging out years ago, and we used to watch this show, How Clean Is Your House? Have you ever seen oh, it? Oh, yuck, 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 yes, yes. Like, yes. they will, like, shampoo your – but it's gross. But it's also, like, kind of deceiving because I bet you if you shampooed, like, my mattress right now, that water oh, would yeah, be yeah, gross yeah. too. You yeah, know? any would be gross. But it right? is disgusting, some of okay. the stuff. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up because we were watching it, and she would, like, close her eyes and not look. Right? Oh, and that's worse, ha- yeah. So yeah, on the show, so let me tell you this. On the show, what they'll do is they'll this gross person, they'll clean their house for them. And then at the after that, when they show the clean house, they'll be like, look at this. Look at all the debt we got from your house, right? And it's like these gallons of just gross, murky, dirty water. Yeah. Right? Just gallons and gallons and gallons of it right there, right? And the person's always like, oh, my God. So Lori, every time that would come out in the show, would close her eyes and look away, Right? And I was like, why? Why? She was like, I can't look at dirty water. And I was like, why? And she was like, I have this fear that if I were, because what happens, I imagine myself and if I was there and like, what if something happened and I couldn't control myself and I started just drinking the dirty water? What? (laughs) And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, what if I was there and like something took a hold of me and I started drinking it and then I imagined myself drinking it and I get grossed out. There's a name for that sickness. There's um this new podcast by NPR Invisibilia had a whole episode about a guy who had the same sort of thing, but his was like, what if I'm just in the kitchen and I grab a knife and start stabbing my wife? Like he Was, he, was this w- in the first episode? Yeah. He's oh, not, okay. He's not Thank a crazy – well, I mean he's not – I have a story about this too. He's not like a murderer. He doesn't want to murder people. But what he has is like something where he can't control the thoughts of doing like awful, awful things. So I'm glad you told me this. So about a week, whenever the first episode came out, is it the second story in the first episode? Uh, potentially. I don't remember. Okay. Chris writes to me, right? Yeah. He goes, Joe, this – podcast is new and this segment is maybe one of the best segments i've ever heard on a podcast ever it is great okay right P- please listen to it and i haven't listened to it i'll tell you why because this chris right won't listen to our show well we're no invisibilia it's it's a different thing he goes i've tried listening to it but i listen to the podcast when i go to sleep and your show is too interesting Mm, that's nice of him but invisibilia what they do that's really good is they take like kind of complex things and they talk about them they kind of break it down so it's like very accessible so something like mental illness or fear or that sort of thing and then they just kind of have like these conversations about them so he said our show keeps him up because he's just so interested he doesn't end up going to sleep according to you that's the opposite of what some would call lies I should. I know. I should recommend that show. No. Meanwhile, he's adding. And the other thing was, he's like, I can't add more podcasts to my, you know, my lineup. Meanwhile, he's now adding Invisibilia. He just look. Be a man and admit he doesn't want to listen to our show. Yeah. Well, he has you as a friend. He doesn't need 
That's another to, thing he to, says. He doesn't need to download your stories. Yes. He'll just have you over. Hey, Joe, uh, finally, San Francisco is dealing with its poop epidemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's this innovative solution, I guess. It's a daytime use mobile bathroom with an attendant. So San Francisco has a poop problem. And I actually uh, took this story out and I'm telling it to you because I kind of feel like this is not a problem in L.A., but let's talk about it. Uh, the city of San Francisco suffers from an excess of excrement on public streets and even in the innards of the subway escalators, and uh, it's a problem. Part of the issue is because the city has never really dealt with its homeless population. There's like uh, up to 10,000 homeless people in the city, and there's a failure to provide public bathrooms that aren't eventually shut down because people use them to do drugs. So pretty much anywhere in the city you need there's no bathroom where you could just walk into say like starbucks and use the bathroom you have to buy something and they'll give you a code and then you'll punch it in the door and you'll go to the bathroom um and there's just no public place to go to the bathroom there are a few like of these street bathroom things but they end up getting shut down because so many people are in there just doing drugs and passing out and all of that um are you still there yeah, I'm still here. I have actually a lot to say about this, but I'm listening to you. I'm letting you, de- I'm letting you roll out the facts of the story. Well, this past summer, San Francisco announced that they're launching uh, – the first one was called the Tenderloin Pit Stop. And it's this series of mobile bathrooms. That's what I call my place on Grinder. It's a series of mobile bathrooms that each come with a sink, two toilets, a dog waste station, and a needle disposal, bu- disposal bin. And then there's a, an attendant that stands outside of the bathroom. He gets paid to stand out there. And each person that goes into the bathroom gets five minutes to do their business before the attendant comes calling. Mm-hmm. And every evening, the toilets get loaded up on a truck and get taken away and cleaned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's they're strategically uh, placed based on these reports that they have about where human feces is found on the street. So um, it's interesting to me. There's like this map that comes with it. Uh, with the story that kind of shows like it's kind of like a heat map and it shows where the most human excrement has been found in the city of San Francisco. It's literally life on the shit list. Yeah, this is the shit list is where they're putting these. But um, they're calling this shit thing, these shit things a success and they may expand it. Um, Do you think that this is like I, I, there is no, there are no protests yet. But, like, do you think that I could see potentially people protesting? Like, instead of like giving homeless people a place to shit, why don't we create programs that help them get off the street or something like that? What do you think? Where, where's your mind on all this? I think it's a good idea. I don't know. You know, I'd have to go to uh, San Francisco and particularly the Tenderloin District and do a smell test. But Ugh, in L.A. To. You don't really smell shit. There's a lot of piss in downtown. Yeah. Well, I think piss but, is like a common problem. Like for a person uh, that – a drunk person, let's say, st- st- stumbling home, that person's not under normal circumstances going to bend over and take a shit. But in However, London, they it's have... very common for a drunk guy to have to pee real quick. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like pee is a an everybody problem. Shit is more of a homeless person or a sick person's problem. Shit so, on the street. Uh, 
in London, I know they have basically these communal piss sinks because the problem with people coming home and from England, from bars. So they're like all over the place. So you can just sort of pee right there, right? Mm-hmm. One. Two, uh, they do have those bathrooms where like it opens every like 10 minutes, no matter where you are in, in your business. You have like so long to do your business and then you got to get out. But and I've had to actually try and use one because I've had to like pee so badly. And that's the problem with these urban areas, whether it be San Francisco and L.A., because of the homeless problem, you cannot find a place to pee anywhere. Right. Because like, like, if I have to pee and I go to Starbucks easy uh, in in a normal city, like I would just yeah. walk in and go to the bathroom real quick. Yeah. But in San Francisco, even Starbucks bathroom, they're like, uh, it's for customers only. Yeah. Because they have problems where people shower in there and camp out for you know hours and yeah so they're really strict on so that. it's really hard in fact the other day i was in east la and i needed to pee so badly and i was trying to find a place to pee i had to finally just go to mcdonald's felling those mcdonald's but even the mcdonald's i had to buy a soda yeah was that and out they, of your own like guilt or did they require that out of my own guilt yeah and then uh they gave me a penny that i could use as a token to go to the bathroom yeah right so um, it's a huge problem, but I think I, I do think the city should if, if that's a place where businesses can't provide it, then the city should do something. I like and I like the mobile aspect idea of it because, you know, so anyway, I was in downtown once and I needed to pee so fucking badly. And I was in line at one of these mobile like the, it's like a, it's like not mobile. It's like a standalone thing, but you can only do one at a time. And. The door opened. I was about to go in, and then this totally cracked out, drugged out guy and girl went in there, like in front of me, like as if I wasn't in line, mm-hmm. and went in there. And I know they were they went to go fuck, and so they were going to use it for the full time. So I just I don't remember. I think I walked to the library, and just went in that disgusting hellhole and peed in there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a huge problem, and I think the city should provide for that. And I actually I'm going to tell you something, Mike. I think that people will not raise a fuss in in San Francisco. I think I, they will be happy about this. I could see people being upset, like I said, because they feel like this isn't solving the homeless problem. It's just providing a service. But um, maybe it's You're not, probably right. Maybe the service isn't enough. Maybe they need to also provide showers and a place for them to clean their clothes so they could go on job interviews or something like that. I don't know. I, I like it. I, I don't like seeing shit on the street, and I've certainly seen oh, really? a fair share of Crude. shit. Um, so it's nice to that people can and also like how awful if you're homeless and you have to shit and you have to do it and like people are walking by looking at you like it's nice that you can save your shit for when the mobile toilet is there you know yep in any great stories about shit from same uh from la no but i have an update from last week do you remember last week we told a story about two men who tried to buy a boy at a covina supermarket So we we were pointing out different aspects. We were like, that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense, right? Mike, I have good news. Everything has been solved and been chalked up to a misunderstanding. Okay. Yes. Rolanda Garcia was shopping Wednesday at a meat market in Covina. He often frequents when he spotted a mother and her two-year-old son. Now, I'm going to, because they're getting all story about it, I'm going to tell you. So basically, he like owns some sort of like trucking company, right? And it, he found out it done really, really well in 2014, right? So he decides to sort of pay it forward and give some money to someone he felt was in need, right? So he sees this woman and her son who he feels looks like his own son, 
right? And goes up to her and tries to give her the hundred bucks. But clearly there was uh, a misunderstanding. The woman didn't understand it. So that's why, remember in the story, he follows her out to the parking lot. And then he just goes, remember the the friend goes, just take it. Just take it, right? The friend's telling her, like, take the money. He's trying to, because he, the friend he's with is a pastor, mm. right? And uh, the they're like, just take the money. And then that's why when she doesn't take it, he just drops it in her cart and leaves. Like he was trying to do a good deed, yeah, you know. But she she misunderstood it uh, as him trying to be. And the police interviewed him. They checked out his story. The other guy's a pastor, and everything checked out. And so that is what happened. It was all just an honest misunderstanding. Lesson learned: don't do nice things to people. Yeah. Mm, but okay. yes, I don't. I mean, he there still be, could be something shady going on. Because why would you just leave? Like, did he finish shopping? Did he? Why was he in this grocery store? Did he finish that thing that he was doing in the I grocery store? I think it store? explains it in the full story, but we don't read full I, stories. Yeah. Okay, but now here's the real story. Mike, dozens are sick after eating a drug-laced Christmas cake. According to police, health officials have found a synthetic drug in the Christmas cakes that caused 40 people to fall ill with nausea, hallucinations, and out-of-body experiences in California. Traditionally, the baked goods known as Rosca de Reyes, um, which is also my Spanish wrestling name, by the way, mm-hmm. is eaten at the end of Christmas season and contains a tiny plastic Jesus baby. Oh, my God. This is the weirdest thing that Mexicans do. I'll tell you about it in a second. Yeah. Not a powerful psychedelic drug, but on Monday, customers who ate cakes from Cholula's Bakery in Santa Ana began no, showing up. Santana. Okay. At, from Cholula's Bakery in Santana began showing up at hospitals reporting suspiciously similar symptoms. After an initial investigation found traces of cockroach infestation, <gasps> the Orange County Health Agency shut down the bakery, but police are now launching a criminal investigation with lab results confirming the presence of drugs expected in one to two weeks. Oh, they actually got the results. This is an older story. There are hundreds of types of synthetic drugs. Hopefully they can isolate what we're talking about. It was synthetic marijuana, I remember. And um, so, Mike, here's my question. Have you ever eaten any sort of uh, uh, drug-laced baked good? Mm, Yes. Ooh. Did you get it at Cholula's Bakery in Santana? No, it was intentional. Tell me about it. It was just pop baronies. Where? It doesn't matter. I don't want to go into things that I did that are illegal. Um, you're gay. That's not illegal. Mm, could be. So wait, they the there's this like colorful pastry. Oh that, yeah, yeah. That they so use basically, for quinceañeras, do... graduations. No, no, no. That's it's only for this. Um, I forget what it's called. Maybe it's, it's called Rosca, but the cake. It's is this... it is. It's like a colorful pastry like they use on quinceañeras, graduations. It's trays of doughy Mexican sweet bread, and during the holidays, it's wreath like. Uh, they call it Three Kings bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosca yeah, yeah. de Reyes. Yes. Uh, constant and there's, demand. There's a lot of people buying yes, these during the time. Yes. Yeah. And there's a little baby, a little plastic baby baked into it, right? <laughs> and if you find the little plastic baby. If you get that piece. If you get that piece of little plastic baby Jesus, then you have like good luck for the year or something. I don't know. <laughs> I've never done this. It's like, that's like for serious, hardcore Mexicans. Yeah. 
So, um, but I just wanted to know like what you thought about that. And you, so there's and you, like hygiene related issues, but then there's also this marijuana thing, right? Yeah, and I think people were arrested. I didn't realize the story I wrote was I posted was that old, but uh, I think a couple of people were arrested. People who work at the bakery and they found that it was synthetic marijuana. Do you think it's and, just like the amount that they took? Because like synthetic marijuana isn't like that awful, but if you like eat a full cake, not knowing that. It's full of synthetic marijuana. Maybe it's like the amount of it that you eat. Let me tell you this. When I was in college and we worked for this one company, but you didn't work there yet. You were four years old. And um, when I worked for this company, they had a baseball, um, annual baseball trip. Okay. Now, this this night I'm going to tell you about is so crazy, right? This is literally the day after, a couple days after O.J. Simpson... Uh, gets arrested for murdering Nicole Brown Simpson, right? They have this <laughs> Top annual... of the charts was the Macarena. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I'm trying to think of a good one. Yeah. Um, Rosie O'Donnell's TV show. <laughs> there was a brand new show called Friends. <laughs> and uh, O.J. Simpson's just been arrested, right? And so yeah. now that's like the big story. We have this baseball trip. And a friend of ours that we know um, makes pot brownies, right? Now, I've never done anything like this in my life. I was such a clean-cut kid, right? And when I get there, I, sh- I show up late. I think I was teaching that day. And so I showed up to the party a little. There's a pre-party, and we went to the baseball trip. I showed up like half an hour late because I was teaching. Mm-hmm. And when I get there, people are in full swing. And um, a friend of a friend – I don't want to name any names in this because some of them are moms now and, and whatnot – um, but, um, we'll say my f- old friend, Sandy, <laughs> my old friend, Sandy brought her friend, okay. right? And Sandy's friend was there partying. So I show up and I say, hi, Sandy's friend. And then, um, uh, somebody goes, you want a pot brownie? And I like literally, Mike, I take like a full on brownie. Yeah. Right. And I just like, shut up. Which That's by the way. The problem I, with edibles is like they yeah. don't hit fast either. So yeah. you're usually like. Really long time. Yeah. I'll take another one or something. Yeah. Maybe 10 minutes later, I'm just sitting there drinking a beer. Sandy's friend is being let out. She's shaking. She can't hold <laughs> herself up. Right. Huh? I can't, like can't hold like shaking like violently and like yeah she's done she can't go to the baseball team. I'm like oh my god what did brownies. she do they're like, they're like they're like what did she do they're like she had a whole half of a brownie and I was like oh my god I just ate like a giant brownie Mike that's the last thing I remember and you were gone sort of I do I have spotty memory from the rest of the night um yeah, like for instance, and this is I'm like I could have cracked the O.J. Simpson case. I remember being on the bus, okay, and this guy says to me like he's super drunk or maybe he's high as well because they would rent a bus to go to the game. Together. Yes, you weren't yes. like on the public bus. No, 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 I wasn't on a public. I wasn't on public transit. We were in a rented bus, and he goes, "Hey man, you're real cool. Can I tell you something?" And I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "My girlfriend's a paralegal for O.J.'s lawyer." And she was in the room and they were just working because OJ had a business lawyer and uh, they were just working and OJ called. And so OJ would always call. And so the Howard Weitzman is his name, put him on speakerphone. I was like, oh, hey, OJ, what's up? And he goes, I just killed my wife and the police are asking questions. And like the lawyer just like picked up the phone really fast and like took him off speaker. 
And he goes, yeah, they made my girlfriend sign a document saying that what she heard was part of attorney-client privilege and she can't tell anybody, but I'm telling you. And I was like, oh, my God, I just so cracked the O.J. Simpson case. And I was so freaked out the rest of the night. I was like, I'm going to call Marsha Clark, mm-hmm. even though I didn't know who she was then because he had just been caught. Yeah, she hasn't been on TV yet. No, exactly. This is pre Marsha. Like, Marsha, like, Johnny Cochran isn't even a thing. That's yeah. how long ago this was. That same night, by the way, I was picking out what I was going to wear to the eighth grade dance. <laughs> was that true? I don't know. I don't okay. I was young. Yeah. So, um, the point is, I got fucked up on these edibles once. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. We um, also went in the Bay Area. So, Joey, there's a story. Um, this woman up here in San Francisco uh, really wanted to go to this restaurant in Tokyo. It's called Noma Tokyo. Landing a reservation there is like pretty much impossible. Somehow she accidentally got a reservation, right? Um, so she has a reservation for two in Tokyo, but she has no one to go with. So mm-hmm. now she's taking to social media and the internet to find somebody to go with. Um, the soon-to-be 39-year-old desires a date for her pending dinner in Tokyo. She's turned to the internet to field a partner, and there's no going Dutch. She's even going to spring for your dinner and wine pairing, which could actually run more than $550. Mm-hmm. Um, that's enough. Oh, So she has some criteria, and I wanted to see if you fit it. Uh, you have to be single. Check. Like properly single, no attachments. Check. You are a male. Oh, whoops. Uh, Say that again. You are a male. Check. You are between 28 and 46 years old. Check. You have to know how to use a knife and fork properly. Mm, Okay. You have to have good conversation skills. Check. Perhaps you can even discuss your continental style dining etiquette. I have a great story to tell her about my parents and this water heater bill. You have to be easy on the eye. Oh. And you have to be able to make the evening and cover your flight and accommodation costs. No. To go to dinner with her. You also have to be from the Bay Area. That was actually the first one, but I skipped it because I didn't want you to automatically say okay. you couldn't do it. I clearly don't qualify, but you know who does, right? Who? Friend of the show, Adam Vaught. Oh, should we send him? I, I emailed to him already. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think the deadline was the 16th, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. I think it says at the bottom. So she's getting all pictures from all these possible guests. How many dick pics do you think she has? Oh, probably a lot. Yeah. I don't know. Do you think that this is a desperate thing? Or do you think that this is... And she's a pretty lady. Yeah, she's fairly attractive. Yeah. She might be an... I don't know. It's weird. Uh, this goes back. We talked about this before with like some story with somebody putting up like a billboard looking for a girlfriend or something. Mm-hmm. I think that normal people don't do this kind of thing. Like, You're does right, she not Adam have Vaughan, friends? Does she not Adam, have a friend? This is, I don't know. I, I can't venture to guess why she's doing it. Maybe she wants the attention. But Adam Vaught speaks Japanese, lived in Japan for two years. Good looking guy. I mean, he fits all these criteria. Yeah, you know, but, he's kind of boring. I don't know about the conversationalist part, but um, I don't I, think he's boring. I think that you think you think everyone's boring. Mm, mm-hmm. I don't think some people are boring. 
So she's this nerd girl. She likes uh, scuba diving, okay. hanging out with her cats, playing oh, board games, playing boring. the ukulele. Ugh, she sounds like a problem. She sounds like um, what's the girl who plays on New Girl? Who's that girl? Oh, Zoe Deschanel. She sounds like Zoe Deschanel, but a couple years older. I don't know. I feel like normal people don't do this. Like, if I, if I somehow landed and wanted to go to this Tokyo restaurant, maybe I would throw this out to all my friends and see if one of my friends wanted to go. But I'm not going to put it on, like... I never thought about that part. That is a weird thing. Like, why doesn't she have a friend that would go with her? Yeah. Something's, something's up there. Or is she looking for, like, a sex date, do you think, specifically? But do you think women really look for sex dates? I think women look for, women look for companionship. Maybe she thinks this is going to lead. You know what it is? This is, is the she first read, like, chapter in her Yes, like Harry Met Sally, love. Eat, Pray, yeah. Love. Yeah. Yeah. Bridget Jones Diary. Exactly. That's what she thinks yeah. she is. She thinks this is going to get turned into a, a romantic comedy starring – Yeah. Um, What's and, his uh, name? McDreamy. What's his name? I don't. We don't know names. What's what else McDreamy's is happening? Name? I have no idea. You know who I'm talking about, though. Yeah. Right? McDreamy. That he's gonna show up and then he's gonna be so charming and you're like, bitch, this ain't the Bachelor. And they don't. Even, they don't and that, the the Bachelors are rarely cute, by the way. Patrick anyway. Dempsey. Thank you. Yeah. So what's up in L.A.? Any other stories you want to talk about? Yeah, Mike. A California high school girls basketball coach has been suspended after a massive win. Um, Mm -hmm. A girls high school basketball game in San Bernardino, California, that finished with a 159-point margin of victory. 161-2 to for a Royal Valley High School over Bloomington High School. Uh, January 5th led to a two-game suspension for its coach, Michael Anderson. Um, It turns out basically like very early on in this game, the girls' basketball team that this guy coached from uh, uh, Royal Valley was just slaughtering this team. And at the halfway point, I guess it's sort of considered good sportsmanship for the winning coach who's winning by that much, like put in like second string players and kind of tell them to back off and sort of like even say like, let the other team score a few, you know, or to get your second string players a chance to kind of practice. Yeah. 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 And he didn't so um, he tried to slow the, okay, blah, blah, blah. Ultimately, this type of situation tends to pop up on a couple of times every season. There's a fine line between an acceptable display of oh, this is nothing new here. So basically, yeah. So he made him go like full on out the whole game starting team and just destroyed this team and just humiliated them. And so his school, I think his school suspended him. I mean, that that scene is really bad sportsmanship. They mentioned a story in that article about another coach who this happened to. I think he was fired. Whoa. Like, I feel like there's a quote in the story where somebody said people shouldn't feel sorry for the losing team. They should feel sorry for the winning team because they're not learning the game the right way that, you yeah. you know what I mean? Like soften up, give everyone a chance. Like, it's not like they needed to win by 150 points. They could have won by 80 points and been fine, you know? It's yeah, weird. exactly. So, yeah. like, this guy – but, like, it's it's really – here's my question, though. How is this guy, this coach, not aware of that? How is he going, like, yeah, man, I was just, like, my dick is so big now that these girls won by this much? Like, wh- why would you do that? Like, what kind of, – but that's the problem with this, like, broing of America and the broing of straight men. It's a huge, huge problem. It needs to be stopped. I'm so fucking sick of it. I'm glad – I wish it would have suspended him from life. <laughs> I really like high school sports and sports Did in general. Did you play any high school like, sports? 
No, but I've worked around, I've worked in, um, like after school programs and in recreation for a while. So like, I'm kind of familiar with like how just aggressive people can get over like the unimportant. Um, I've, I've had soccer teams where like the, the, the win means absolutely nothing. Like it's a recreational league. So it isn't even like anyone gets awarded as like top team or anything and having mm-hmm. parents on the sidelines, just like yelling and being aggressive for, for no good reason. Um, it's hard for me to understand cause I don't really even get, I don't get when people are yelling at each other over even professional sports. I just don't get it. And there's like money involved in that. But my niece was on a soccer team and they didn't keep scoring this soccer team. It's one of those like, so- she's only like six and uh, they didn't keep score. And, my mom would come home or I would phrase that. Um, I'd be talking to my mom and she would say like, Oh, Molly's team won." I go, they don't even keep score. She goes, but we knew they won, <laughs> you know? And I was like, ew, gross. Yeah. Ugh, I hate sports. There's Thank a lot you. of, there's some comments on this story and I'm curious, I guess this, if we're going to bring in both perspectives, since we sort of agree, the other perspective is like, give this guy a medal. Don't suspend him. You should be playing to win, period. That's what we need to teach people is play to win. Uh, this comment specific, this is an awful person. This person says, you do what you need to do to secure the field. And if this means you're at an advantage, so be it. Have you liberals not learned anything on the fields of Af- in Afghanistan or Iraq? Um, the losing coach should have uh, capitulated to save face throw in the towel even the japanese got the message after the second bomb what's wrong with people seriously <laughs> and you know what? what's wrong with me for reading internet comments that's actually a bigger question do you want to know something yesterday i was on empty and i went to the gas station right i filled up my gas tank for 21 dollars. yeah and i was thinking like okay we're under obama and we're deep in we're like over six years in Gas is cheap. We have health care. We have gay marriage. We the economy's better than it has been in a decade. The unemployment is back to close to pre recession levels. Uh it's like what what do these Republicans well, you know this Mitch McConnell was like trying to take credit. Yeah, I saw that. And it's like, oh yeah, everyone was just so excited the Republicans were coming that the gas prices went down. And you're yeah. like, Oh god, these people don't live in reality. Sure. But I really do feel – I mean I listen to a pretty um, liberal talk show. I listen to Rachel Maddow every day and she you know, is pretty liberal. I'm a Bill Maher fan and he's fairly – and I feel like they are – we are just as disillusioned on this side of things. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like mm-hmm. everyone is just crazy. Like there's not a lot of people that speak the truth because it's not – doesn't sell. It's not yeah. really no, like right. it's anger and it's not exciting if it's not like why the other person's doing us wrong. Yeah, but, I agree with you. Um, but this the story you bring up also kind of touches on this like everyone gets a trophy sort of like mentality that I know a lot of people get angry about. And when I was running recreational leagues, that was really hard for people. Kind of like you were saying how your mom was keeping score when no one else was like – that that angers people when you tell them like oh you know what we're gonna play a game and there will be a winner and a loser but you know every just participating is what this is about and learning how to play the game and if we have to stop the game to talk about the rules we're gonna do that 
Like we're we're here to teach people how to play the game, and that for some reason upsets people. They feel like um, telling ev- telling uh, children that everybody wins is a wrong message. That you can't do something and just have fun. You have to have a winner and a loser. And so I think that well, all these negative comments are kind of coming from that place. Maybe I, I think there's a balance as there is with anything. You know, what, I mean, it was clear these people were going to win. Like at a certain point, I'm like, look, even if it was still 180 to two or whatever it was, if you put in your second string, your third string players, the handicap kid, the water boy, your grandma into the game. At least it just it, it it gives the appearance that you're not just trying to just destroy these people, right? And that you care about the second string players and you want them to eventually get to the first string, right? Yeah. So exactly. you're giving them a chance to play in a game so that they can have some experience under the belt before they get there. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got going on next week, Mike Lawson? So many things, Joe. Well, first of all, I started this course uh, online. It's called. Um, like the Course in Miracles? The Little Green Dot or something like that. And she does like health and wellness sort of stuff. But this, for the next month, I'm taking a class on how to be a morning person. So each week you get like different things to do and it's supposed to help you become better. Not necessarily wake up earlier, but how to like do things before breakfast. So that's one of the and actually adding breakfast to my routine is going to be one of the things i'll be doing but uh, i'm doing that i'm also i have a big appointment at my endocrinologist this weekend Mm -hmm. or this week on wednesday um hopefully i'm going to be getting a continuous glucose monitor so another device to add to my uh health uh regimen pretty soon you're gonna be like the diabetes robocop i hope so i i would love eventually for this new device that i get to talk to my pump and then i don't have to do shit it'll just do its own thing but that's not fda approved yet but then what if it gets mad at you or what if it falls in love with you like that movie her <gasps> that would be i should write that script right now before write it right does. now yeah um and sweet then sweet dreams you can call it yeah sweet talk yeah um and then also uh i have this speaking gig on friday at this really um big sort of event it's a the state of California has a diabetes conference, and I'm uh, speaking about social media and chronic illness management. Like, how many people will be there? Uh, how many will be in attendance, or how many people will hear me speak? That's hear you speak. Well, I think at the time that I'm speaking, there's going to be a couple of other speakers. So, I would say there's probably, I would guess, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't actually have a good way of guessing. Let's say there's a thousand people speaking, and it's split three ways, maybe. So. Oh my God! It's gonna be if you took a video after you finished speaking of this room, it's gonna be like the Jonestown massacre. There's just gonna be just <laughs> like sleeping bodies everywhere. People <laughs> just <laughs> that hurts my feelings, Joe. Oh God! Okay, I'm sorry. And then, <laughs> and then um, my boss is gonna be in the room too, which is weird because usually when I speak, it's because he can't speak or he's not available or he's speaking somewhere else, and vice versa. Like if he's speaking, I'm doing something else. So this is the first time where we're both at the same event, and he'll be in the audience. So um, we also announced last week that my boss is leaving our organization. Um, so that's kind of a big deal, and we're dealing with all that transition. So crazy is this is this the boss where you stayed at his house when you first moved to california yeah yeah yeah, manny are you kind of sad that he's leaving 
yeah super sad it's like for personal reasons and like he'll still be around he might eventually be on our board and it's not like he's leaving leaving but um i won't be seeing him every day and working with him every day which is a big deal and he's our president and founder so it's not like some guy is just leaving my job he's like the reason this place exists so it's a big deal i was listening to an old episode the other day of what of catching up oh uh-huh all, okay, okay. all the old episodes are available at cupodcast.com or on itunes or stitcher smart radio yeah and uh oh, oh you were talking about that dog uh what was the name of the dog Which one? your office Lancet or Lucas? Lancet. Uh-huh. Lancet the pug. And you're like, oh, I'm going to miss him. But you're like, he's going to be gone for a year. So that year's almost up. Well, he's not gone, gone for a year. He's, next they're going to Chicago. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, I am going to the Magic Castle on Thursday um, with, so um, Richard's going with me. So people shouldn't fear for me. Um, I have, if you, I have this cousin, Richard, he's a week younger than me and gay. Mm-hmm. And I was on the Los Angeles subreddit, uh, maybe a week or two ago. Right. And there was this guy on there who, now this happens frequently, but I always ignore it where they're like, uh, are there any magic castle members who read the LA subreddit? Like I've always wanted to go and I always ignore them. Right. Mm-hmm. But of course, because I'm a fucking disgusting gay man he was like yeah same story like anyone magic castle members um like i had a pass at the magic castle and then um my parents found out i was gay and they kicked me out and they threw out all my stuff it's like somebody read your diary and just put what they wanted they thought you wanted to hear (laughs) and he goes so me and my boyfriend really really want to go we're 24 and your pics please I don't know. Actually, no, I don't know what he looks like. I honestly don't know what he looks like. So it's going to be a fucking uh, slot machine. What, a lottery. It's going to be those two twins that just came out of the closet to their their dad. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? Haven't you seen the video of the two twins that just came out? No, please send that to me. Uh, you One of them is like a model. You'll, you'll see them. You'll know. It's okay. it's the same old story. It's like super attractive kids. It's getting a lot. It's going viral. Oh, uh, but, but you know what? Attractive. Then I don't. Yeah, I don't want to see it. Then that, that pisses me off because I'm like, what about the ugly kid who comes out and like the parents beat him and then they're like, oh, boring. Who cares? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So Richard and I, but Richard and I already told the gay kid. I'm like, uh, my friend and I. I said my friend. I go, my friend and I. Um. We're not. We're just gonna escort you in, have a drink, maybe we're gonna leave. You know, it's a school night for him. I don't want to be out late, and but it, it, I'm very curious to see what happens. Um, speaking of the Magic Castle, and this is gonna make Mike Lawson really uh, uncomfortable here. But he, I'm gonna give Mike Lawson this. He is participating. Um, we. I'm trying. So I've already paid the dues. The dues are paid. Okay, but here's the thing, and you may or may not know this. I never go to the Magic Castle for myself. I only take friends. Uh, there are a lot of magicians who go there and they like are going to meetings and they're going to classes and lectures. I don't do any of that stuff. The only reason I be, stay a member of the Magic Castle is to take people that I know. And so uh, I, for the past few years, have been crowdfunding it. And I thought it'd be kind of fun. And by I mean fun, I mean not fun to have put it out there for you guys now. Mike Lawson has agreed for his contribution 
Here's what we're going to do. And by the way, the dues are already paid, so this might lead to nothing, right? We are going to record an entire episode of Catching Up with Mike and Joe. An extra episode, not part of the uh, catalog, right? And we're basically doing like a silent auction for this episode. So what would happen is this. The winning bid for this episode you get the episode and you can do whatever you want with this episode. So if you're just a listener and you want to contribute, you know, to the Magic Castle, defraying the cost of the Magic Castle Fund, you would get uh, the episode and you could maybe you just want to be like, it's my own personal episode and only I can listen to it. Or maybe you want to be like, I have some friends and they can listen to it, but that's it. Or maybe you're another, maybe you have your own podcast and you're like, I'm going to air this episode on my podcast and promote catching up and their episode on my podcast. Or I don't know, you can do whatever you like with it. You could chop it up and make us say weird things. You can, this is your episode. So all you need to do is just email guys at cupodcast.com with your bid and then the highest bid wins. And what we'll do is we'll announce uh, on next week's show. So have your bid in by next Friday. Friday the, what would that be? 23rd? Yeah, whatever that Friday is. Friday the 23rd, Friday, whatever. Oh, no, that right. That sounds right. 24th? Who knows? Whatever that Friday is. Have your bid in by then. Around there. Who okay? knows? Ja- uh, around maybe, January. Maybe Mike knows, the guy who just said it. <laughs> oh, you, you weren't guessing. Okay. So Friday, January 23rd, around there, have your bid in, and then the one with the highest bid wins. And look, you might as well send in, not send in $10, but send in a bid of $10. You might be the only person who bids. I'm predicting that. So you can have an entire episode to yourself for $10, okay? So uh, go ahead. And I, I'm really just doing it to be amusing. It's already paid for. It's already been funded. But let's defray the cost as much as possible. And uh, we'll go from there, and you'll have your very own, if you want to own your very own episode of Catching Up that you can do with whatever you like, this is your chance to do it. Bid today. Guys at cupodcast.com. Now, Joey, will we not record it until we know who it's for so we could talk to that person? Or Oh, that's a good idea. We could do that. Okay. Yeah. I And it's you said that it's going to make me uncomfortable. It doesn't make me uncomfortable. I just don't really get it, but... Whatever you said, you want to do it, so we'll do it. That's cool with me. I feel there's shade in there. I don't know. There's what no shade. <laughs> I just don't get it. That's all. I just think it'd be. You know what it comes from? Is there was some rap group that did that? They recorded an entire album. Yeah. And then they put the album up for auction for the same everything I just told you. Now, of course, theirs went for like a million dollars. Right. You know, ours might. Yeah. Wouldn't that be funny if it did? Would you continue to do the podcast if we got a million dollars for that? If we got a million dollars from it, Joey, it's yours. This isn't none of this money. No, going to if we got if we got if we got something like I just need to cover the magic castle. If, let's say, for instance, uh, somebody uh, like uh, a, you let's know, talk like, about somebody hypothetically donated a million dollars. Yeah, let's say somebody <laughs> hypothetically donated a million dollars. Okay, I would be like, okay, here's the what I need for the magic castle, and I would split it with you. I'm being honest. Okay. Cut they they, so they donated a million dollars. Uh, they donated a million dollars. No 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 no. <laughs> I would I would subtract my uh, magic castle fund from that. So oh, let's okay, say okay. I would t- so I would get, <laughs> you know, you would get five hundred thousand dollars, and then I would get whatever was left over. Okay. Yeah, I'm not I'm not mean like that, Mike Lawson. I'm so if you want to make a million engine. dollar donations. <laughs>
and how much would Square get of that, by the way? Um, so anyway, that's I'm going to edit that. It makes no sense to anybody. Yeah. Uh, okay. So anyway, uh, bid today. Have your bids in by Friday or so. And uh, we will announce the winner and what they want to do with the show. Because they might even say, why don't you guys release it? You know, they can say whatever they want. They can say whatever they like. So, and we will announce what happens with that next week. Mike, is there anything else today? Uh, Nope, that's it. All right, well, it was nice catching up with you, Mike. All right, go to hell, Joe. Oh, wait, you see, I would think that you would like, you would do your own making it long thing. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, yeah, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 uh, um, um, use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.